Welcome to the Christian Life Austin Wednesday Evening Podcast. Today, we begin a new series about the power of the blood. In tonight's sermon, we dive into 1 Samuel chapter 17. And with today's sermon entitled, The Blood Covenant, here is lead pastor Rex Johnson. Everybody say, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My subject tonight, and probably for the next couple of Wednesday nights, I'm going to talk about blood. I'm going to talk about the blood of the Lamb. Tonight I'm speaking on blood covenant. We're going to talk about covenant, the covenant with blood tonight. And if you'll go ahead and and remain seated, just go ahead and sit down. That's fine. I'm going to read you a scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 17, David said in verse 36, Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 48, As the Philistine, Goliath, moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. 49, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Verse 50, so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from his sheath. And after he killed him, he cut off his head with his sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath, to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along Shireen, road to Gath and to Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp where they were, had been. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. And he put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. I think it's pretty neat. A little shepherd boy went out there and he came back with the head of the giant. <laughs> that was a parade. Do you believe that was a parade? No wonder the lady said Saul has slain his thousands and David has slain his tens of thousands. I want to talk to you tonight. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably be a little boring here at first. But it's all right. Because every time you think I'm getting bored, I'm going to say, guess what? I'm a grandpa again. And that will bring you back around, all right? The Bible is divided, folks, into two divisions. The word testament comes from the word testamentum. More proper name is covenant, the old covenant and the new covenant. The Bible is really an old and new covenant, not just a testament. Covenant means a binding together of two parties. It's bringing two parties together. The Hebrew word is berith. The Greek word is diathik. And both actually mean to cut, literally cut covenant. And the shedding of blood must take place. And walking between the pieces of the animals that are cut, the blood covenant between two parties is the closest, it's the most enduring, most solemn, and most sacred of all contracts in all the Bible. And I've got it in great big letters and it's bold in my notes. It absolutely, a covenant absolutely cannot be broken. Say it again. It cannot 
be broken. Covenant requires you give life and you give love and you give protection forever. It simply means till death do us part. Amen? The highest form of blood covenant besides the Lord and man is marriage. Let me talk to you. The feeding of the wedding cake to each other is saying, I am now in you and you are now in me. And we too are becoming one. A blood covenant causes total commitment between a husband and a wife. If you are married here tonight, I want you to reach over and say, I'm a lucky man and I'm a privileged wife. Say it to your husband and wife right now. Amen. Oh, God, it's so quiet. Come on, you ought. <laughs> if you want to get a good dinner tomorrow, you might ought to say a little louder, buddy. And wife, if you want a new ride, a new car or something, you might ought to say, and I'm real privileged to be married to you, hubby. Everybody say covenant. covenant. It's not a contract. It's a covenant. God help us understand that though hell tries to destroy the marriage that we have in our hearts and our lives, we are not under a contract, we are under a covenant. The Hebrew ritual for covenant was nine steps, and I'm going to go through them, and then I'm going to preach a little bit. First, you would take off your coat or your robe. A robe or a coat represents the person, and it denotes position. I'm giving you all of me and my life, and I pledge to you. Who's about my size? Who's about my size that's got a coat on? Thank you. Thank you so much, Blake. I appreciate that. Blake's raising his hand out there. Reed, you're much bigger than I, but you don't even have a coat. Anybody got a coat that's about my size? Anybody got a coat? About my size. Anybody got a coat about my size now? <laughs> Does anybody want to star in this show tonight? Can I get a, somebody up here? Thank you, brother. Come on up. Come on up. Come on, buddy. Come on up here, brother. Brother Art, my buddy. All right. When we do covenant, the first thing we do, we swap coats. Put mine on and don't take it home now. Just put it on. All right. So what that says. It <laughs> that ain't right. Do I look like that on? No, that's tight. That's tight. Now. What we're saying is I'm giving you all of me. And you're giving me all of you. That's what we do first. We swap coats. Then the second thing we do is we take off our belt. Now, <laughs> oh, I knew I'd get a laugh on this one. Because you folks been eating too much bluebell not praying enough. A belt is not for your pants to keep them up. But it represents a person's weapons. A belt holds armor like a dagger or a bow and an arrow or a sword. 
It's literally your armory. It gives you the ability to fight for yourself. And if you anyone attacks, they're attacking me. Your battles are mine. So what Art and I would do, I would pull my belt off and put it on him and enlarge it a little to put it on him. <laughs> and he would take his off and put it on me. And we were saying to each other, whoever is your enemy is my enemy. And whoever you fight, I'm going to have you back. And whoever you fight, I'm going to have your back. Yes. That's what we do. Then the third one, we would cut the covenant. We would split the animal down the middle. Only in a covenant is the animal cut the way that it's cut because it's not cut that way when it's eaten. And the bloody halves are laid side by side. And the two participants walk through it in a figure eight. And what we do, turn your back to me, they stand back to back. Okay, they start in the middle of these cut pieces, these halves that are laid out, and they stand back to back. And he will go that way, and I'll go this way in a figure eight. Okay, you ready to do that? Now, when we stand back to back, we are saying, I'm dying to myself. I don't live for myself anymore. I am dying and I'm holding myself up here for you. My life is yours. When Jesus Christ showed his back to us, he was saying, look at my back. I'm going to stand for you. I'm going to die for you, but I'm going to stand for you. Whatever you see on my back is what I can do for you. And we are going to stand together. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take off, walk in a figure eight and come back here. You ready, Brother Art? Go in a figure eight. All right, here we go. So I'm going to walk this way and I'm going to come back around and he's going to walk that way. Come on back in a figure eight. Come on back here. We'll pass in the middle again and then we'll walk one more time in that figure eight and we'll come back and we'll stop facing one another, which means if you die, I'm going to die with you. I will die for you. I will give everything I have for you because we have cut the covenant. Are you understanding that? Understand. Now, the fourth thing, we will cut our palms. All right, we'll take a knife and we'll cut our palms. We'll cut our palms. All right, no, don't get a knife. Don't get a knife. <laughs> I'm going to be a little slow, but I'm going to preach in a minute. Stay with me now. We're going to cut our palms. Cut your palm. All right, I'll cut your palm. And what we're going to do, we're going to, this hand, this be hand apart. Then we're going to hold, we're going to put our hands together and our blood is going to mingle. His blood is going to come into me to give me new life. My blood's going to go into him to give him new life. And we're going to share and we'll leave that place forever blood brothers because we have shared covenant with one another. It's all about the blood. Are you with me? And then the fifth thing we'll do, we'll exchange names. We'll exchange names. In other words, what is your whole name? Arturo Rodriguez. Huh? <laughs> Arturo. Arturo. <laughs> and my name is Rexy Dale. <laughs> and I'm a grandpa. What we'll do now is I will take part of your name with me and you'll take part of my name with you. It showed in the book of Genesis when Abraham and God made covenant. Abram became Abraham because God's name was Elohim. 
And God became the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And even though they were not there yet, God became that God because he took on Abraham's name and Abraham took, even Sarai became Sarah, Jehovah, Sarah. So you change names. So what you're saying is you'll never be known as Arturo again. You'll be known as Rexy Arturo. <laughs> and I'll be known as Arturo Rexy. I'll be A-R and you'll be R-A. Yes. And we'll never be known by the same name again. Blood does that. The sixth thing we do is we make a scar. Now what you do to make a scar, that big cut in your hand, you ready brother Arturo or Rexy Arturo? We're going to take, and what we do, we beat our hands together so that that will not heal properly. It'll tear open. It'll always be a mark that will never go away. Hallelujah. So that when we meet our enemies, hallelujah, anywhere we are, we can lift our hands up. And the enemy will see that we are connected to somebody greater than ourselves. And the enemy will have to flee because we bear in our body the scar of covenant with Almighty God. Stay with me now. Stay with me now. When Henry Stanley was exploring Africa, he cut covenant 50 times with various chieftains. And when he came across any would-be attacker, he just held up his right arm, showing off all those 50 scars. And every attacker fled the other way. Today, we shake hands to signal a covenant. Amen? Amen. Turn and shake a hand with a brother or sister. That's a signal of a covenant we have with each other. And then we give covenant terms. Okay, here's our covenant terms. You ready? Rexy Arturo. All my assets are yours, and also all my liabilities. By the way, I've got $100 in the bank, and I owe $7,000. How's that sound? <laughs> Don't sound real good, does it? You can take the jacket off anytime. <laughs> but you speak up. You say, here are my assets, and here are my liabilities. And we're saying, what is mine is yours, and what is yours is mine. I will accept your liabilities and I'll accept your assets. And you'll accept my liabilities and you'll accept my assets. And then we'll eat a memorial meal. In place of an animal and a blood, we have now bread and wine or the fruit of the vine. And every time we eat of that, we're saying, we're sharing, we're eating a memorial meal with the one that cut covenant with us one day. And then we plan a memorial. That's usually, and it's always, usually a tree. A tree is planted. And we take the blood from the animals and we sprinkle it on the tree from the blood of the sacrifice. And the blood-sprinkled tree along with our scars will be a testimony of our covenant. Thank you, Brother Arturo, Rexy Arturo. I like your jacket. It's just real big for me. Thank you, buddy. I love you, man. I love you. Now, now, let me, let me talk a little bit, okay? 
Study of its own is simply this. Place Jesus as your covenant partner in your mind right now. Place him as your partner. And understand that Jesus wants to take off his coat and put it on you. He wants to robe you with his righteousness. And he'll take your old dirty garments and he'll replace them. Take off your belt and put his belt on. Because he'll give you the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. That you may be able to withstand every fiery dart. Cut the covenant with him. Understand that he is wanting to have agreement with you. And he wants to show that agreement. Let me, let me show you something here in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 9. And he said unto him, speaking of Abraham, take me a heifer of three years, take me a she-goat of three years, and take me a ram of three years, and a turtle dove, and a, and a young pigeon. There's five animals, five animals offered. Five is the number of grace. And he said, I want you to cut all these up except for the pigeon and the dove. The reason he had a dove in there was because it was a symbol of the Spirit. And the reason he had a pigeon located was because a pigeon is a messenger. Here's what I want to tell you. I want to say something to everybody in this house. That Jesus Christ is so excited of the fact that you want to cut covenant with him that he's already done his part on a place called Calvary a long time ago. He has already done his part. He has already cut. He's already been hit in his hands. He's already bearing scars in his hands. He has already exchanged names. He said, I will give you a name that liveth. That's a name that no man can give you but me, myself. I'm telling you, Jesus wants you to accept what he has already done for you 2,000 years ago. Anybody want to clap your hands? Anybody want to stand up and say, Lord, here's what I'll do. I'll stand with you. I'll walk with you. I'll die with you. I'll do anything I can to see the kingdom go forward. Amen. Amen. You know what makes a scar? Just keep clapping your hands. Come on. Keep clapping your hands. Hale said, I'm going to mark you. Go ahead and mark me. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to hold my hands up. I'm going to praise him because I am connected. I am coveted with almighty God through Jesus Christ, his son. Wow. Amen. Then we're going to give covenant terms. Lord, I don't have a lot to offer. The Lord said, I'll take it. I'll take your liabilities. Then we'll eat a memorial meal every time we do communion. We'll plant a memorial tree, and that tree was the Calvary's cross. Sprinkled it with blood. He died for us. Now, let's preach a little bit. Now, why the story in Samuel's, 1 Samuel 17? This is the story of the Old Testament. The biggest battle that Israel ever faced was the battle between David and Goliath. The biggest test, the most awesome foe in Goliath that Israel ever saw. No army. No man, no Israelite had ever faced such a challenge as this. However, it's even more than that. It was the fiercest fighting machine in the land against David, a kid, a boy, someone even too young to be in the army. That's how hell wants to do you now. He wants to bring the baddest against the Lord's kid. Get this, this is not hell's weakest and heaven's best, it's just the opposite. This is an army of hell against a kid 
that can't even fight in an army yet. But God's establishing something for us all in this story. And I'm preaching to some young couples here tonight. And I'm preaching to some young people here tonight that didn't go to your supposed class. I want to tell you something. Something you already should know. God is saying to us that there's not a youth here in this house or next door that cannot whip the powers of hell. Not an adult that cannot be victorious. Would you say amen? amen? You are a victor because you have coveted yourself with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. See, there's four things that David did. He recognized, number one, what the enemy was not. He called him uncircumcised in verse 26. It meant that what I'm about to fight is something that's not in covenant with God. Every Jewish baby at eight days old was circumcised and named. That was God's covenant with Israel through Abraham. David recognized this man out of covenant was trying to destroy something that was in covenant. And things that try to destroy us are never things that are in covenant. Anything that tries to destroy you is always out of covenant. And you need to recognize that. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how, holler, how loud it hollers. I don't care how strong it walks. Anything that tries to take you away from your God is not in covenant with the God that you worship and that you're in covenant with. The second thing David did, he recognized who his God was. He said, the God that I serve, King Saul, delivered me from a bear and delivered me from a lion. And Goliath will be just like them because the God that I serve can take down a bear and take down a lion. He can take down Goliath. The third thing that David did was that he was not afraid. He told Saul in verse 32, let no man's heart fail. I will fight the Philistine. I will take him down. And the fourth thing David did, he finished the job. Some of us in 2016 need to do the first three things David did, but we need to do the last thing he did too. We need to finish the job and settle it in our heart of who we are and whose we are and what's trying to take away from us whose we are and go ahead and run out, take care of the battle and win it and come home and say, I'm not going to have that problem again. I'm going to run on with God because God has delivered me from that oppression. I'm going to preach in just a moment now. Four things, or three things David didn't do. What David didn't do. He never called Goliath a giant. He just said, you're an uncircumcised rascal is what you are. You're out of covenant. I don't care if you're nine, six. I don't care if you have to have a an armor bearer to carry your spear and your sword. I don't care. You're out of relationship with the God that I serve. I don't care how big you are. You're not a giant to me. He never said, he never used the word giant. Nothing is ever bigger than the God of our covenant. Let me say that again. Nothing is ever bigger than the God of of our covenant. I don't care how tall it stands. 
I don't care how loud it yells. I don't care how long it's been there. It's not bigger than the God of covenant. Disease is yelling at some saints here. Child rebellion is yelling at some parents here. Bondage is screaming at some. It's saying you'll not escape this drink. You'll not escape this drug. You'll not escape this nicotine. You'll not escape this pornography. You'll not get out of this bond that I have you in. God wants you to know that the biggest can be destroyed by the youngest. Let me preach a little bit. You don't have to be in church 30 years to get over the things that's bothering you right now. I'm telling you the biggest can be destroyed by the youngest. I'm telling you the biggest can be destroyed by the youngest. All you need is faith in the God that has saved you and raised you up and brought you out of darkness and established your foot on a rock and said, I am your God and you are my child. Oh, let me preach a little bit. There are some people that need to get off of the bottle. You don't have to be in the church 10 years to win battles. If the devil can get his way in your life, you'll be fighting the rest of your life. Why don't you just come bold as David was and said, you know what? I don't care what's trying to hold me back from the kingdom of God, whether it's my past, whether it's situations in our family, whether it's our kids, whether it's something that I have with my eyes, this problem I have with my eyes or this problem I have with my flesh, whatever it is, I'm going to win this battle right now because there's nothing bigger than the covenant that I have with Jesus Christ in my life. And I'm going to win this battle that I am in right now. So that I, as a young Christian, can look at somebody else that just comes into the church and say, you can win this thing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to suffer and go through anxiety for the next 10 years. Am I doing all right? By the way, I'm a new grandpa. Give me a break tonight. I'll do a lot better Sunday. Everybody say, I can win. I can win. win. In fact, I want to go a step further. There is fact. Everybody say fact. And there is truth. Jesus never said he was the way, the fact, and the life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I don't care what the facts say. Truth will prevail. Fact says cancer kills. Truth says Jesus heals. Fact says you can't have a spirit-filled church in the end time with all the stuff that's going on. Truth says, you shall know the truth and it'll make you free. Fact says that churches are going to finally close down someday. They're closing rapidly right now. But truth says, my spirit 
hallelujah, will give liberty. You will have liberty in the Spirit of God because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as long as this church has the liberty of God in it, we're going to have doors open and people running in and finding Jesus and being saved, being water baptized, and being healed. I believe that. I've heard it so many. Pastor, that's just the facts. That's just the way it is. I'm here to say facts do not have the last say. Truth does. Truth does. Truth will make you free. Facts don't make you free. Truth will make you free. You want some truth? God lives on you by his covenant. His robe is on you. You have his authority. This doesn't belong to art anymore. This belongs to me. This is what the Lord placed on me. I've got the authority of God in my life. Amen? Our weapons are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. God will not break his covenant with you. He's back to back and he's face to face. And he said, I'm here for you. When hell comes up behind you, I've got your back. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I am your God. Look at me. I am your God, he says, and I will take care of you. Amen. You have been saved by his blood. You have his name. Jesus. Hear it, hell, Jesus. Hear it, hell, Jesus. My name is Rex or Jesus Rex Johnson. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the king. I believe in the covenant of blood. I believe that I have the power in the name of Jesus to cast out spirits to walk on deadly things, hallelujah, to go into hospitals and not be infected by the, by the things that's in that hospital. I've got a way to walk in a world of sin that sin will not come upon me because there's power in the name of Jesus and I have that power in my life. I have his name. Clap your hands, come on. Clap your hands. Now raise your arms. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. God still responds to praise and worship. He sees the markings on you when you lift your hands up. He sees your hands when you're clapping them and saying, that's my child right there. That's my child right there. I love that child. Open your mouth. Declare some things. Say, I can overcome. I can win. I can make this thing work for me. I can live for God. I will not fall. I will stand. I will not succumb. I will be victorious. Speak it. Come on, speak it. Somebody needs to speak some things into your world right now. Somebody needs to talk to yourself and say, I'm going to create my own environment right now. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm going to stand. Come on, speak it. Talk to yourself. Talk to God. God is for me. God is with me. Oh, hallelujah. God.
God's going to be with me. Amen. Let his word penetrate you. Love his body and his blood. And then when hell says, really, all of that, say, Calvary is your defeat, hell. I planted a tree. I still, I still remember a tree that was planted on a place called Calvary. That is truth. And fact can't stay with that. That is the gospel. So, tonight, I've introduced something that I'm going to use for the next two weeks. Because I'm going to preach about the power of the blood. I'm going to talk about blood. I'm going to talk about the dynamics of the blood. I'm going to talk about its power. I'm going to talk about its preciousness. And I'm going to talk about its person. I'm going to talk about the things that we all need to hear. We need to go back to basic. But tonight, can anybody get a grip on the fact that we have a covenant with Jesus Christ. He's our heavenly father. Come on, we have a covenant. Amen. Amen. So when they told us that the baby's temperature wasn't rising, I just said, no, no, uh-uh, no. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm sorry I sound so country tonight. I'm so simple, but it's just that simple. We make it complicated. No, 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 no. No, in Jesus' name, I'm wearing his authority. In Jesus' name, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. I remember back in July. I remember back in July when everybody was having miracles and our family wasn't. And I said, God, I've had about enough of this. I was praying one morning in the house. I said, I've had enough of this. I said, God, we need some miracles in our house. My son-in-law had meningitis. My daughter caught meningitis. They had to stay away from the baby. It was horrible in our house. It was terrible. Jaron's in the hospital. Caitlin's having all kinds of reactions to it. What in the Sam Hill's happening? We're having miracles in our church. I don't know who Sam and who the Hill is, but I'm just preaching. <laughs> Amen. Give me a break tonight. I'm the grandpa, okay? <laughs> I almost called Reed and said, Reed, I'm going to miss tonight, but I didn't want to miss tonight because I want to talk to you about this covenant called Jesus Christ. And, and, and honestly, I, 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 I hate to say it this way, but I wasn't pining. I wasn't repining. I wasn't pitying. I wasn't in a pity situation. I was just saying, God, no, 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 no. I'm not going to preach this gospel and you bless everybody and let hell overrun my family. I got authority. I'm going to speak. I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm your child. We've got a covenant. You've stood my, by my back. You've stood in front of me. You said you'd be with me all the way even to the end of the world. And God, we need a healing. And you know what? God healed Jaron. And God healed Caitlin. And the little boy Finley never got any of it. Amen? Because that was what we was worried about. The doctors were worried about that little Finley would catch it because his immune system. But it didn't happen because God is for us. Amen? And then Cass... Cass looked like she's going to either lose the baby or have a have a, a early delivery, like four or five months. Would have some little baby in a NICU or something, and 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 I know that people here do that, but I just I I tell you where I live. I live and I claim who I am. I know what I am in God. I hadn't arrived. No, 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 no. But I do believe his promises are yea and amen. And I believe he loves me. And I believe he wants to help me. 
And this placenta preview was giving Cass all kinds of fits. And we prayed for her. She, I said, baby, go to the doctor. And they, she went to the doctor. And the doctor checked her and he said, Cass, I got great news for you. The preview is gone. You're, you're, everything's in order. Everything's lined up. You're going to have a full-term baby. Amen. It's going to be all right. And then the baby comes and her fever don't come. I mean, her, her temperature don't rise. And she has a little heart murmur. And hell's starting to laugh and said, I'm going to get the last laugh. I said, no, you're not. Because I'm wearing his authority. I've cut covenant with him. I claim the cross. I've walked in a figure eight. I've got a new beginning in my life. And I'm going to stand here and declare who I am in God. Oh, somebody in this house needs to step up and say, I'm not a beggar. I'm not an orphan. I'm a child of God. No more. No more. No more of that stuff. Everybody say, I'm covered by the blood. And I'm in covenant with Jesus Christ. I didn't mean to go crazy on you tonight. I apologize. But I am just, I, I'm just tired of hell pushing around some of you young Christians. Some of you people that don't even know what the war is about and you're here. And hell's trying to take you out with all his little situations. God's greater than that. He's more awesome than that. And I promise you, he's got a coat that fits you. He's got a coat that fits you. You hear me? You know, I got to read another day. Joseph had three coats. He had a coat of many colors that his daddy gave him. That was taken off of him, and he was sold into slavery. It was covered with blood, and his daddy held that probably in a little storage room, thinking his son was dead, but his son wasn't dead. Then he got another coat, evidently, at Potiphar's house, because when Potiphar's wife chased him, he ran out of his coat. But then he got a third coat. When they drove him down through the streets and on him, he had another coat on. It's in the Bible. So what I'm trying to tell you is this. I don't care how many times the devil tries to rip your coat off of you. Tries to destroy the authority that God has given you in his life. I'm telling you, God's given us authority. Come on. We're not proud about it, but we have authority. We have authority. We have authority. The first thing he gave us was his coat. We have authority. We have his authority in Jesus' name. We can win in the name of the Lord. You can win your house in the name of the Lord. You can win over disease in the name of the Lord. You can have victory. Calvary is hell's defeat. Wow. Now, the Lord's told me to talk a little bit tonight before I let you go home about mental situations. I want to talk about your mind a little bit here. The mind is the devil's minefield. Your mind is his minefield. And he wants to place all kinds of thought processes in your mind. What you have to understand is the devil cannot read your mind. Only God knows the heart and tries the reins. You have to speak that stuff for hell to even know he's getting to you. I wish I could get some people talking right around here. 
I wish I could get some people saying, I may feel like dud in here, but when it comes out of my mouth, it's going to sound like a Sam missile. I'm going to be loaded for bear because I refuse to admit that hell is working on my brain and working in my mind and trying to deceive me by his little tricks saying I can't live off of drugs and I can't live off of these addictions and I've got to have them in my life. You hear me when I tell you open your mouth and declare to the world that you are a child of the king. You belong to him. You are his child. You are his anointed. You are his appointed and you are going to heaven with Jesus Christ. and defeat what hell is putting in your mind. Amen. Tonight when I first started preaching this, I said to myself, boy, you're hicky tonight. You're such a hick. Never heard you preach so hicky. And the more I did it, the more I sounded hicky. And I said, this is not the way I preach. But God was saying, just keep preaching, son. Just keep preaching. I'm going to bring you from the hick sticks to city because I want you to declare to people that the Lord is the ruler of your mind, not Satan. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you that was in him. Listen to me. There's three things I want you to understand. You've got his authority on you. You've got a mouth to speak. You with me? And you've got a cross to cling to. If that's all you get out of what I said tonight, everybody say, I've got a robe on my back. I've got a message in my mouth. And I've got a cross to cling to. And I am in covenant with Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet and clap your hands all over the house. You're wonderful people. I love you. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.